Welcome to the Pathfinder Executive Search Podcast. I'm Bruce Wright, the Founder and Managing Director of Pathfinder Executive Search. And for the last 15 years, I've had the exciting task of finding top software and tech executives, their new teammates and colleagues. We continue our look at non-execs in the podcast today, and it looks like we're going to have a total of five podcasts on this subject with five different guests. So please keep an eye out for those and let me know what you think. Today, I'm talking to Martin Moran. Martin has a background that, frankly, makes me a little jealous, not just because he's worked at some great companies, but because of when he worked at these great companies. Cast your mind back five or six years and wonder just how interesting it would have been to have been head of business sales at Skype. Then go back a little bit further and think about how exciting it would have been to be a founder of Salesforce.com in EMEA. Fast forward to today, and Martin is with InsideSales.com as International Managing Director and has been a non-exec with Netigate since 2013. Martin really has been at the absolute forefront of the cloud revolution, and I'm absolutely delighted to have him here today. So, Martin, thank you and uh, welcome. welcome. Thank you. Thanks, Bruce. Not at all. Um, I'm happy to just dive into uh, talking yeah, about your, uh, your your net activities, but I'd love a bit of a, a career overview of what you've been doing as well, because I mean, you, you really have been at the edge of uh, this revolution, which has really become real in the last couple of years. I, I can still remember when you know the cloud just just you know people were refusing to adopt it, and you must have really really seen the uh, the, the tectonic plate shift underneath you. And it was yeah. I mean, I guess you know, I go back as with the cloud as far as 2000 when. It wasn't actually called the cloud. It was called something else. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I'd, I'd had a, a pretty successful career um, with Oracle, and um, the genesis of what became Salesforce.com was actually built out of, in some respects, built out of Oracle. You know, Larry Allison was a an original investor, and obviously Mark Benioff came from the Oracle um, stable. But it was um, it was seeing. Uh, for the first time, a business application that you could you could use, like you were using Amazon in the early days, that was that was so exciting about it. So, um, you know, ever since then, I've sort of been drawn to that that model. Um, you know, and really gone full circle from, as you say, I think being one of the founders of Salesforce.com, Amia, back in 2000, to being the first person um, outside the US with inside Sales.com as and you know it's in the new revolution is artificial intelligence so it's uh it's been an interesting ride i bet it has yeah i bet it has look um perhaps we'll do a whole other podcast on that one day because um, <laughs> Maybe. It, it is a, yeah it is a subject which you know I, I can remember so clearly when nobody would adopt it nobody would let their data be outside of the, you know it would be off premise yeah. so i'd love to talk to you about that but sure. how did all this feed into um your non-exec work well i guess um you know Again, go back to 2000. We were still trying to figure out how this this business model would would work. You know, how would you how would you take um, something that was um, online that was subscription based, where there was no you know there was no software to be sold or shipped, and convince you know Europe and European customers that they would use this model, and also. Um, then figure out how to sell it and sell it successfully and then figure out how to s- implement support it successfully in the European environment. And, you know, during that, those 
early years, probably from 2000 to 2003 or 2004, yeah, I learned a huge amount. And I guess, you know, companies who came late, later to the, to the, the cloud, um, were looking to tap into individuals that had that experience and, you know, this old idea of, you know, not making the same, the mistakes of the past. And I think that probably, um, led to, to me becoming a board member at Netigate, who are a, um, an enterprise survey management cloud solution. Um, but they were at that time, that company were, was in its formative stage and they were trying to figure out exactly how to, to do a lot of things that I'd already done. Mm, okay. And um, it sounds like a... Uh a number of people were interested in your expertise. Expertise. So how did that come about? What was the approach like and how were you sort of brought into the fold? Yeah, initially um, I was contacted by a recruiter um, okay. who, would, who had been asked to specifically recruit a non-executive director. Um, I think the other thing was that um, at the time Netigate are, are a Swedish um, cloud provider. And the board, I think, were looking to broaden the the horizon um, to develop their international presence along with, you know, trying to figure out the right go to market. And so I was approached by the recruiter. I then went and met with um, the chairman of the board and some of the other board members, went to Netigate's offices, met the then CEO and his senior staff. And so we went through a process not, not too, I guess not too dissimilar than to a, you know, recruiting a, a senior executive. Hmm. Yeah, very, very similar to a traditional interviewing process. Yeah. Sure. Okay. And um, how much of your time does it take up? This is uh, th- this seems to vary wildly when I talk to people. So um, I, you know, love love to hear your experience. Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's the obvious uh, part of it, which is you know the the board meetings themselves, and and they vary depending on on the company. Um, but in, in between, and, and obviously there's prep before the board meeting and so on, but in between, I, I'm, I'm often, uh, involved in and help the companies I'm on boards of with specific initiatives. For example, um, at the moment, one of the companies I'm on a board of, we're recruiting a new CEO. So, um, I'm helping with that, that selection process. Another one, we're just, um, building out the go-to-market strategy for um, entry into a number of different markets and, and I will help and provide advice and guidance. So it, it, it tends to vary, but it, it's really around, you know, what it boils down to is, is where, you know, you can, you know, you can significantly add value to the company. Absolutely. And when you say prepping for, for board meetings, um, Give me give me an example of what one of those has looked like in terms of the sorts of data points you're working with. You putting a presentation right. together. What, what does that look like? So in the main, it, it is actually receiving data from the company. So you know the, mm. the, the the financial performance, you know some key metrics, whatever. You know the, the, those key metrics happen to be in terms of identifying you know how the company is performing. There's usually a number of initiatives that um, require either board input or approval. Um, and so, you know, the prep really, the board prep really is just going through the material, making sure you've actually read it, understood it, and that, you know, come to, when, but by the time the, you have the board meeting, that you can, you know, quickly articulate 
questions. I mean, I'm sure other NEDs have found this similar, you know, without, you know, without some fairly significant degree of, of, uh, control and, you know, I say, let's say control, you know, board meetings can tend to wander and, um, take an awful lot of time. So it needs to be, you need to be really be on point and make sure that, you know, if you have questions or concerns or, or you have input to a particular topic or initiative that you're prepared for that. Mm. And how regular are uh, Netigate's board meetings? Well, Netigate, uh, we have board meetings once a quarter. Um, I have um, the two other boards that I currently sit on, and those two are both monthly. Okay. And outside of that, how much of your time does it take up? Uh, forgetting the, the prep directly for uh, yeah, board meetings, I... but telephone calls, emails, that kind of thing. Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure I've ever, ever really added it up. I mean, a lot of things I tend to do. Yeah, I would typically take um, time off, my own personal time off, uh, maybe once a month to do a particular mm-hmm. board activity. But yeah, by the nature of of, and it depends on the relationship. You know, I I quite I quite like to have quite a close relationship to um, senior executives in in the in the companies I'm on the board of, and therefore. You, you tend to, you know, you, you'd have phone calls at weekends maybe or early mornings or late in the evenings when, when you're just discussing things. And, you know, often particularly in, and I tend to have a greater focus on more startup companies, you know, you're trying to help a CEO or a senior executive, you know, sort of navigate their way through the issues that, you know, they have, they, they will face as a business and, and therefore you want to be as responsive as you can be yeah. to them. And so typically, you know, it'll be a, a couple of phone calls a week, maybe, um, the odd email, but it depends at the stage the company's at and, and the issues they're facing. Yeah. I think this is what makes Ned's role so interesting because it is such a, a personal and, and unique, uh, role depending on every situation and, and that will evolve as the company evolves. Uh, so yeah. And the, fa- and the fact is you, you could, Quite, yeah, quite frankly, you could you could spend you could fill your entire week if you really wanted to, you know, with, with just one company um, and helping that one company. But yeah, there has to be a discipline, and there has to be, mm. you know, there has to be a, a line between what a non-executive director does and, and how much they can help, and how much the you know the, the management team have to take on themselves. Mm. Absolutely. Look, your your wheelhouse is very much sales, uh, Martin. But mm-hmm. uh, is that really the main specific area that you give advice on? I mean, it, it would seem to me that there's probably a lot of other areas you could uh, contribute to. So, so you know, what is your what is your focus, and what do they really take out of you? What do they draw on from you? I mean, initially, I think it is that that whole how do I build a company? How do I build um, a subscription cloud company for, to scale? You know, a lot of, a lot of work around, you know, go to market. Um, uh, you know, specific, you know, one of the areas that most companies, um, look at is how do I go from, um, you know, selling to small SMB, small mid market companies? How do I uh, navigate my way to enterprise, enterprise selling and, and, and the enterprise support of, of a customer? But, you know, as an NED, you, you get yourselves involved, you get involved in all sorts of things. So as I say, I mean, I'm, I'm involved in the hiring of a CEO. I've been involved mm. in number of funding rounds. Um, I've actually been engaged in the sale of one company. So you sort of, um, 
you sort of roll your sleeves up and do what's needed to be done for the good of the company. Yeah, yeah. I've, <clears throat> I think we're kind of nudging at the next question I'm going to ask you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, what are the benefits to you? I mean, this sounds tremendously interesting and enjoyable. It must bring an awful lot to your just your general sort of experience and uh, and, and you know uh, perspective on, on on all other problems uh, and all other issues. Is, is that fair to say? Or, or are there yeah, particular I think things I, yeah. that you really take from it? I think there are a number of things. One is I love building things. Um, you know, I love, I love trying to build companies and help companies succeed. So I get a lot of, you know, I get a lot of personal satisfaction from seeing a company progress and grow. I mean, obviously, one that even, you know, as an NED, you always learn something new. There's always something that you didn't understand or didn't quite, you know, and maybe it's, um, maybe it's something to do with company law or it's something to do with HR or, or technology or whatever it is, there's always something absolutely yeah. to learn. And I guess, you know, um, the benefit I, I get, I mean, I, I particularly am, am focused on, um, I like to commit to a company and I'm, I'm less interested, quite frankly, in what they have to pay me because that's really not why I do it. It's more about, you know, how, how the mutuality of, of growth. Um, and so, you know, I, I get to meet a, some really, really interesting people. I, you know, I love meeting particularly founders who, who who can be everything from brilliant to crazy and the full spectrum. <laughs> and I love understanding how, how they came up with the idea for their business and how, how they think about the future. So there's a I get an awful lot out of it, to be honest. Yeah, no, I, I completely understand that. I, I'm amazed how lucky I am sometimes, the people I've, I've, I've sat across the table from, I think. Yeah, I, I'm not sure I deserve to be sat opposite you and uh, and making decisions about you because you, you're just so interesting. You've done so many things, so I, I absolutely get that. Um, <clears throat> and benefits to the business, uh, besides from the obvious. I mean, uh, obviously you give specific advice and uh, and lend your experience, but um, there seems to be some other factors which uh, which Ned's bring to these companies as well. Um, I, I think you're sort of open. You know, what I tend to do is I'm, I'm trying to help the business wherever I can. I open, I have a fairly big network and I open my network to the companies I'm trying to help um, a lot of it is about connecting the right people and, and su- a lot of success in fact is about connecting the right people and often it's you know ways in which different companies and different executives and different companies that you connect can have a, a mutual benefit from working with each other um, I, I tend to be an investor as well so there's an obvious benefit to the business that, that I'm prepared to invest um, as a private investor in some of these um, some of these technologies that I found I find mm. I find fascinating, um, but I think it's one you know if, if nothing more you know I've been at this a long time right so um, it's really that experience and I've probably seen most things that can go well and can go wrong. Mm. in technology and, and often it's, it's simply about you know, avoiding avoiding mistakes of the past and and it you know continually iterating on on a business model to make it as optimized and as, as um as effective as possible mm, i'd love to get in with you uh a bit more about get a d- bit deeper about that one day about uh what the red flags are and how that may have changed but um we will we will stay on track for now, uh, but um, perhaps another time. 
Um, and what sort of um, contractual arrangement governs this? Uh, what, what are you signed up to, and what are your what are your liabilities and risks in in being a net with uh, Netigate? Um, relatively, relatively minimal in the sense that um, you know, obviously, I have to be cognizant of um, my responsibilities as an executive director within a context of Swedish law, which is sort of interesting. That was uh, something I had to do a bit of digging on, um, you know. But otherwise. Um, you know, the the liabilities are relatively minimal um and other than again you know you, you sort of in some respects you have to slightly balance the fact that you're you're a director and you're an investor although they they those two i guess roles fair don't tend to clash ten terribly much mm. but um you know obviously they they have a um it has some nuance to it. Um, and in a sense, you know, the, the real, the real responsibility lies in, um, you know, ensuring that the company is, is viable, that it meets its contractual and legal commitments and that it's, it's operating in a, um, in a way that's consistent with its, you know, its vision or its charter or whatever it happens to be. Mm. And the benefits to your uh, to your day job, as it were, to inside sales, is there a, a direct cross pollination there that you can point to? Yeah, again, I think it, it goes to that network effect, right? I mean, I, you know, when I think about, um, so I, I was actually went on the board of Netigate, and then I one of the, one of my fellow um, non-exec directors on, on Netigate asked me if I would be interested in talking to a, a second company, which is a company called Scribe. Um, to join them, mm-hmm. and and so you tend to get that network effect. But I think, you know, what what it does, it it exposes me as an executive to different types of business, different types of executives, a much wider, broader view of how businesses operate, and and that's to only to the benefit of, if you like, my employer as they as they yeah. look to me to be, um, you know a senior exec and guide them in, in, in how a business should operate. As I say, I mean, the great thing about it is you're always learning something new. It's always a, a nuance on, on on a model or a process that you haven't seen before, and those things are always fascinating to investigate. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, if we're not learning, it's, uh, it doesn't tend to be a lot of fun, does it? Sure. But um, has that learning and all those new experiences ever bordered on things that have been a bit of a surprise, maybe even shocked you when you first got into this non-exec world? Um, sometimes, yeah. I mean, you know, I come from, I came from, you know, I mean, the early days of Salesforce were pretty chaotic, but it very quickly you know, became um, a very, you know, structured, uh, structured business. And I've worked in a number of structured businesses, but you know, some of the very early stage companies that I've been involved with, you know, it, I guess the shocking thing is is the lack of, um, yeah, sometimes the lack of that structure and and you know, the the dependency on a founder or founders. Mm. You know, it's interesting, you know, there are there are a broad church of founders generally, and you know. It, you get founders who, who, you know, very smart and, and very self-aware and therefore, and build organizations around them. And those tend to be the ones that are very successful. And you get founders who, you know, see themselves as the, the font of all knowledge and maybe, you know, they're the best salesperson, they're the best marketeer, they're the best, you, you mm. get the idea. And, and, and those are the ones that, that are, tend to be 
problematic. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, you know, advice is not necessarily something that's easily accepted or, 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 or really wanted. Mm. So I guess, you know, it's, sometimes it's, it can be a bit haphazard. Um, you know, it's, um, and it's just basic things like, you know, you, 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 as a, as a director, you want to see that the company's got the right infrastructure. Um, and I mean infrastructure, not just in terms of technology, but people, processes, um, governance. And at times you, know, you find some of those lacking, which can be a bit, a little bit shocking. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, like you say, a broad church of uh, mm. company founders. They, uh, they don't tend to fit one particular mold, do they? No, they you? don't. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, and finally, Martin, um, if you could give some advice to people who, who like the sound of this, they would like to perhaps be a Ned one day, how would you uh, perhaps start pointing them in that direction to uh, to achieve it for themselves? I think um, I think you have to decide, you know, number one, what you want out of the, out of the experience. I think um, number two is you know, identify where you can really truly add value. Um, because that's what's important to to companies. Yeah, the, the the board should should be directing and helping direct the company to go get to drive to success, whatever that def- definition of success is. And if mm-hmm. and and if you're thinking about being in a look at where you believe, honestly believe you can add value, um, and then make the judgment. I, my personal judgment is that you know. It's more impactful if the NED has skin in the game, I believe, because it means that you, you, you're more likely to make decisions that, that are consistent around driving the, the future success of the company. And so, you know, look look at that and see how one you can add value, and two, what, what's your skin in the game, and, and how does that help you be most impactful for the company you're on the board of? Mm. When you say skin in the game, do you always mean investment or, or can it no, mean other things? No, not necessarily. I mean, you know, it can mean other things. It could be investment of, yeah, I mean, investment of different types, right? Not just monetary investment. Sure. It could be investment. I, I guess I'm talking financial, yeah. but it could be time. Could investment be, could be of time. Of things, yeah. 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 And, you know, it's, it's, it's investment time. It's, you know, how you open your network. You know, often I think, you know, what, what non-executive directors can really help companies with, particularly fledgling companies, how to get to the right people in the right in their right markets, how to build partnerships, and a lot of that is is through network and and you know people you would know in 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 your in your network and how you can engage them with the the company you're trying to help or the company you're on the board of. Mm. Okay, look, Martin, um, really hard to not go off track. There's so many other things I'd love to talk to you about, but. Um, for now, many thanks for coming on the podcast. You're very welcome. Um, and uh, look, hopefully we can get into that another time. I'd certainly love to have you back on because there's, uh, you know, you, you've really been, as I say, at, at the forefront of such an, an interesting time in the, in the world of tech and enterprise software. So um, hard to uh, hard to not dig into those other areas. But um, that was uh, Martin Moran of InsideSales.com and Netigate. And uh, I think you'll agree that was a good one. Uh, if you find it interesting, please hit like and consider sharing the podcast. Until next time, thank you for listening.